Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church Podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's gonna be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. Tonight, we are storming the gates and we are going to war. Make no mistake about it, we are going to war. The enemy tries to steal and rob us constantly and he tries to take what's good and turn it into evil. But I thank God that we serve a God that turns things from evil and makes it good for us. Tonight, you could say, if you're going to battle and and anytime our, our nation has gone to war, it's basically like this, Marky. If we're going to war, the theme is what? Be killed or kill. Kill or be killed. War is not something pretty. War is something that has intensity behind it. War is something that means we are going to battle. And yes, we understand that God already paid the price on the, on the cross and, and we win, but there are things that we have to wrestle for on this earthly realm that we've got to declare and get ourselves out of our stinking thinking, get ourselves out of this earthly mind and step into a kingdom authority. And normally the, the battle is won when more people come together, the greater army, unless you're in uh, Genesis or, or really through the, the Old Testament and God shows up on your behalf and does some miraculous miracle, typically the one that has the, the more army, the greater army, the, the more knowledge and the one that is the more focused is the one that wins. If it was a one-on-one battle, the old saying is only the strong will survive. It's the stronger one who would win. And we know this by getting our roar and our voice, we gain strength when we begin to pray in other tongues. First Corinthians 4 and 14 declares it like this. A person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but the one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. Church. Praying in tongues builds you up. Praying in tongues helps you live a spiritual life. In this Bible, it declares that when two or three are gathered, it shall be done. And tonight I I wanna lay a foundation because I feel like the key to, to a lot of our breakthroughs is what we miss is the power of agreement. When we ask God for request, we're not just asking it by ourselves tonight but we are gathering with our army. We are gathering with the lions. We are gathering with our roar people. We are gathering with people all across this nation with one common denominator, God move, God move. It's amazing when I'm on the phone with certain people or when certain people will come up to me after I've, get done, after I've gotten done ministering and we're praying for people. It's amazing how, uh, how I feel this literal, tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. You could almost say the same energy for people that come up that are focused on the same thing that I'm focused in on in that moment. And all of, all of a sudden there becomes this, this power that's being moved. But it's amazing to be honest, there have been times after I've gotten done ministering that when people come up to pray, and they're asking something that's completely off the topic of what we just preached about. And it doesn't mean that God doesn't have authority in that moment, but when, when, when God gives us a word to preach about something on weekends, 
He has given us the power and the authority to declare that thing. That's why we do altar calls. That's why I believe so much in the impartation of laying up hands because he has given us authority over that thing. Typically a pastor will tell you and I will tell and I'll be honest with you. And these guys know, I, I like to shoot straight that typically what I preach is typically what I've went through through the week. And oftentimes my victory is attached to me declaring these things. And it's almost like God's got to allow the leader to go through it. And so well, all y'all that have all these crazy problems, y'all need to get it together because you're about to drive your pastor crazy sometimes. I'm joking. But it's amazing how I don't always feel the presence of God with certain people at certain times when they're asking for prayer. Before we jump into to tonight, we've got to get this understanding. We've got to get these keys to what I feel that are effective for an effective prayer life and effective for mountains being moved. As I alluded earlier, Matthew 18 and 19 declares it like this. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything, they ask for it, it shall be done by my Father in heaven. And the Lord showed me something. The Lord showed me the key to tonight and to not just moving in a heavenly realm, but moving in a power realm. That dunamis power has everything to do with being in agreement. What's it mean to be in agreement? It means to be in harmony. It means to be in unity. It's kind of like this. If I was a musician, I've got Marky here and I've got Ryan. Ryan's already jumping to conclusions. But Marky, if you were to hit a, a single chord or a single note, just hit it. Hit it again. Hit it again. Y'all, it makes you feel real anointed, doesn't it? Now hit uh, not a full chord, but two notes of the chord. Sounds a little better than the one. Now hit a three chord. It's amazing that the more that the chord begins to fill up, the better it sounds. Ecclesiastes 4 and 12 says it like this. Though one may be overpowered, two can stand to defend themselves, but a chord of three strands is not quickly broken. This is the way it is in our prayer life. This is, this is how it should be when we're, when we're praying an agreement for God to do something. What is going to move our powers from uh, possibilities to yes and amen is the power of agreement. It's the power of the three strand of being in harmony. It's almost like a guitar player or an orchestra uh, director. If, 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 uh, if uh, the orchestra director was here, when you walk into uh, a place where an orchestra is playing, it sounds like a bunch of, you know, I'm hearing it every day as my son has to practice uh, his music, his wind instrument. Man, it just sounds like a bunch of chaos noise. But when the teacher takes his baton on, on Zoom and he clicks it and he says, and one, two, and three, all of a sudden the things that sounded like noise all of, become, all of a sudden becomes in harmony. It's kind of like this, uh, Ryan, give me a play out of tune real quick. I want us to get the understanding of what it means to be in harmony with heaven. Hit it hard. Is that out of tune? Play something out of tune. 
Somehow he still makes it sound good. Uh, you ain't helping me at all right now. But if he plays it, if I was to do this, now play. Oh man, it, there you go, he's out of tune. But when he puts it back into tune and he plays those same notes, all of a sudden the chords were meant to strum in a certain sound. There is certain ingredients that makes this thing produce a right sound and the right sound is harmony. And that's how our prayer lives have to be. And unfortunately, oftentimes we're not in harmony because sin has came and filled us up or disbelief has come to fill us up. As we pray tonight and as we get ready to jump into all these things, we've got to realize that Jesus is our conductor in this meeting and we are simply his instruments. And it's our job to come together with the main focus and that's to see heaven move. When we were living in Atlanta, Georgia, some years ago, when we first started out in ministry, there was a time, uh, there was a pastor that came in and he gave this prophetic word. And that prophetic word was this, you guys are stepping into an open heaven. And he, not only did he, he make this, his, this declaration, but then he gave instructions behind it. See, it wasn't a matter of we were just in an open heaven. There had to be some follow through that said, okay, so what, what, what about this open heaven? And he said in this open heaven for the next 21 days, you as a church, I want you to come to this place from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. And I want you to begin to labor in the Lord. I want you to begin to pray together. I want you to get focused on what you are asking because not only are you asking things, but you need to understand the things that you are asking during this season and during this time from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. The prayer requests that are going up are prayer requests that are going directly to the ears and that the angels of the Lord were literally taking our prayer requests, Marky, and taking it to the throne room of God. There was no delaying. There was no hesitation. It was a direct connection to the Holy Spirit. It was a direct connection to God's throne room. And I remembered as we gathered every single morning for those 21 days, our church was filled with 50 people, 75 people, 100 people, 200 people. And all of a sudden there was this miraculous word and this miraculous move of God that started taking place. Prophetic songs were being released. Prophetic warfare was, was being released. Intercessors were praying. Prophetic words were giving. And during that time, he said, make sure the things that you want are the things that you want heaven to hear you. And I remember in that moment, I hadn't began to write any songs. And I remember in those 21 days, laying at the feet of Jesus in an altar, from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. And I, I gotta be honest, there were some mornings I, I may have fell asleep. But for the most part, every morning I came in and I petitioned and I warred and I had one thing in mind, God release your roar over me. God make me a voice to this nation. God, we wanna be psalmist to our nation. We hadn't written any songs at that time, but we needed God to fill us with his sound. We needed his prophetic voice. But more than anything, we as a body had to be focused on one thing. And that one thing was 
release your prayers to heaven because there's breakthrough attached to it. I remember in that moment thinking, man, this is bringing me so much encouragement knowing that my breakthrough is attached to this 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. for these next 21 days. We were massively all keenly aware of what the Holy Spirit was doing. But it was the harmony of minstrels playing, of prophetic words, in a roar of about two or 300 crazy radical people that would keep us awake because we knew there was a sound from heaven. There was a glory anointing that rested in that place. Matthew 18 and 19 in the Amplified Version, I love it. It says, again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree, harmonize together, make symphony together about whatever, anything and everything, they may ask and it will come to pass and be done for them by my Father in heaven. Second Chronicles 16 and 19 says, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen whose hearts are fully committed to him. There's another translation that basically says, for the eyes of the Lord are, are basically looking to and fro across this earth to those who are patiently looking at him, waiting on him, those who are committed to him. And to be in a commitment means you have to be in an agreement. You have to be in a relationship. There is power in praying together. Deuteronomy says uh, that God's army that one man could chase a thousand, but two could put 10,000 to flight. There's a multiplied effect in being together before God. It was corporate prayer in the book of Acts that produced the corporate prayer, prayer or corporate power that took place in Acts 2 through 42 and 47. Corporate prayer brings corporate power. God's heart is, is that we have to be in agreement and unity for our prayers. We have to be in one mind, one cord, and serving one Jesus. You hear me quite, you, you hear me say this quite often. Satan is not fearful of a large church. What makes Satan run? What makes him fearful? not numbers it's a church that comes together in agreement prayer and fasting prayer agreement leads to your breakthrough an agreement and prayer is not a new thing it's a biblical thing and we see it in Acts and it said they all joined together constantly in prayer and in 4 and 14 they raised their voices together in prayer they were in agreement when he's saying together that was the whole body focused in on one thing together is the key that opens the door to the power of god acts 2 and 1 says with one accord what were the results what were the results when they came in one accord what were the results when they finally got the right focus what were the results in the upper room when they finally said, you know what, we're gonna put all this stuff aside. We're gonna lay all of our focus aside and we're gonna focus in on one thing. God, we're not moving until you move. God, we're not taking another step until you breathe on us. 
And I came to tell you tonight, we're not taking another step. We're not going another direction. We're not taking another movement until God comes tonight. Until there is movement over the things that you have prayed and labored over in this right here. Over a hundred prayer requests from our church needing a move of God. And you know more than needing a move of God, you know what they really need? They need a body. They need a church. They need a family that says, hey, you're not going through this alone. But no, you have a family. You have a roar family that says, we are standing in the gap and we're not moving until we see your breakthrough. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise tonight. Somebody give God some glory that we're not moving until we see the breakthrough. So how do we agree in prayer? co-founder of Liberty University a, 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 a guy by the name of Elmer Town says it like this when you pray in agreement there is no loophole no alternate plan and no changing of mind praying with another in agreement helps us to bear another's burdens it encourages our faith and helps us to avoid temptation we must remember to pray with people who are not just with you but that are for you that's right I said it I'm not here just to pray with everybody I'm here to pray with the people that are in agreement that are for us here's the reason why it will allow the spirit of God to flow unhindered where there is unity God commands his blessing and I'm going to ask you and I'm being dead serious in this moment if you're not in agreement with what we're getting ready to release, I want you to get off this stream. I don't care about numbers. I care about breakthrough. I don't care what Facebook may think. I don't care what the world may think. I don't care what people from the East Coast may think. Oh, Pastor Anthony don't have many numbers on this. I don't care. What I'm after is the fire from heaven. And I understand that the fire from heaven, what births revival, is the power of unity. And Psalms... 133 it declares like this behold how good and pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity it is like precious oil upon the head running down on the beard the beard of Aaron running down on the edge of his garments it is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion for there the Lord commanded his blessing. Where the blessing is, agreement is. Where the agreement is, the unity is. And where the unity is, can I just tell somebody, there's a fire from heaven with breakthrough on it and that's attached to you. So pray with a clean heart. Pray in harmony. Pray with people that are after the things that you are praying for. Pray in harmony with the Holy Spirit. Pray with the Holy Spirit's direction. Pray with confidence. Believe that God will hear your prayer. It's, it's amazing. Somebody wrote in uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, it was either today or, or, or 
yesterday, but basically mentioned, why do you pray so much? There's no need to pray that much. And I thought, well, my God, isn't that a godless comment? No need to pray that much. It's not that we're just storming the gates just to storm the gates. We're storming the gates because prayer is what? Prayer is the heart of a relationship with Christ. It's communication. It's talking to the Father. Prayer is needed in this generation. Prayer is needed in our schools. Prayer is needed in our White House. Prayer is needed in our government. God forbid, or God knows that, uh, that more than any government, California needs uh, some real prayer over our governor. It's amazing. You got a gentleman with so much power that is trying to be a pallbearer to the word of God. Trying to be a pallbearer to the church. But can I just tell somebody and tell governor that the word is the only thing that will remain the same. You may be trying to bury the word, but the word, I can guarantee you, will bury you. Woo. I don't know, but that, that just got to me real quick. You may be trying to bury the word. Activists. You may be trying to bury the word, but I can guarantee you this. When you're dead and gone, guess what they read? Over every person that dies, scripture. It's, it's what remains. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry. And one is by texting the keywords, Roar Give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help. And this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.